Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist, a neuroplasticity therapist, and I take great interest in following the journey of recovery for people with complex and invisible symptoms such as vertigo, dizziness, and tinnitus. It is a great pleasure to meet the people in my community who have invested in my programs, read my book, and really trust the philosophies that that you know I'm sharing with the world and this is the rock steady path of acknowledging our body and brain can change and that we are the powerful ones to instigate that change and initiate that change and to trust the transformational process. Today I want to introduce you to Beatriz from the USA or should I say the US of A <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about her journey and it's rich, it's raw, it's tender and it's just a real pleasure for me to be here and meeting you today, Beatrice. So welcome. It's my pleasure, Joey. It's a real dream. Yeah. Would you mind sharing a little bit, perhaps with the listeners, just briefly about what aligned with you and the Rocksteady path, the news in neuroplasticity and becoming your own inner expert? What made you feel like that was there was some a little flame in you saying, yeah, 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 I'm going to try this? Um, you know, the gift of desperation, maybe, uh, having tried many things and, um, my instinct, uh, thought that there was a tremendous amount of integrity, depth and, and humanity in what I was reading. And the first, the, the first thing I did was a seven day starter kit and something clicked, um, this sense of hope. And I had never heard of, about neuroplasticity. In, in the way that you presented it. Of course, I had been a meditator, I had done yoga, but I, I never realized the connection and that I had some uh, agency in that. And when I did the seven day starter kit, I then bought the book and the book, um, your writing uh, really blew me away in its uh, simplicity, but there's such depth and, um, I hope that answers it. It was the book, really, and this, the, 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 the level and the depth and the honesty, and then uh, this is just ridiculous. It's too simple. And little by little, yeah. I realized that it was as much as, as what you were telling me is the more willing I am, the more, the more agency I can have over this, um, this, um, this not quite right tinnitus that took me for a loop. Yeah, yeah. And is it okay if I mention that you applied for a scholarship to also participate Absolutely. in the Absolutely. full program? And that's something I'm really passionate about is making sure there are no financial barriers and that if anybody seeks this self-study and this insight and this transformational process, I'm very aware that governments aren't supporting this and some people can really get lost and fall behind because there is not that resource and support so we have rocksteady scholarships to make sure it doesn't matter what country you're in or what your financial situation is we want to support you and so we are really advocating for access for all and we have pay what you can scholarships so that people in in various countries um third world countries etc or in all sorts of conditions um can access this support so i'm really congratulating you that you reached out because I think a lot of people would find that a tricky step just to say hey I need financial help but I really want to do this and so you're in the Rocksteady full program yeah. and 
yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm really pleased that we could assist you in, in taking that leap from the book to the program. And I have to thank you because I, I, you know, the word shame is thrown around a lot, but I thought, you know, my God, can I just throw this money together to do this? And I couldn't um, for a number of reasons. And, you know, sometimes they say what you don't pay for, you don't use, that's the contrary here. It's the generosity and then just the, the inclusion. You know, a lot, of, a lot of things that I've seen on, on, uh, on YouTube, it talks a lot about, well, you need to get weekly sessions and this and that. And honestly, it's out of my, um, my range, you know, to, so, which is a gift. And that's the gift of your program that I have to be, that I learned to take, uh, to be the expert, to take charge uh, yeah. of this process instead of giving my neck to somebody or my, you know. My... Yeah, and look, and, and, and it goes both ways. And like, I've, I've, I've dabbled in both myself in really diving sincerely into a self-study process and backing myself and also putting the money out there and being mentored and and having all of that and I can see the benefit in both but for me anyway when I come back to me and when I take responsibility for me and when I pull away from the mentoring and therapy it each time has blown my mind how I just rocket into this new place of sovereignty and knowing and trust and so while a self-study online program doesn't replace private mentoring or therapy in some situations. Actually, in many, it does. And it's almost a switch in mindset as in, well, you know, a good therapist is going to hold our hands and tell us we're okay and tell us that we've got this and, and, and help us to feel safe in our body scans and in our body and in our inner world. And once we learn to do that ourselves through something like the Rocksteady process and hold our own hand and be present and witness and use our local family and friends and whatever we have access to, um, we're kind of getting the best of both worlds. And I think it's really important people don't feel lost or alone when there is so much at our fingertips. What I want to say is that I don't know if you realize that it's a lifesaver because I've been, I mean, it's not out of self-pity. I've been completely alone. I don't have my, my family's next to nil. And I'm, for me to get on a computer, to get on a live call has changed everything. And you know, when you talk a lot about in your writing, in your book, there's a community, there's a Facebook page. And I'm like, what the heck? that's not gonna help, that's not gonna help. Slowly, slowly, it's helping tremendously to the fact that here I am speaking with you, having met you just a moment ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's helping breaking that isolation. Um, yeah. Because some people don't have community. Some people don't have family. Some people haven't been in the workplace, especially during these, uh, the year here, the last two years of the pandemic and the lockdown yeah. here in New York. It's been very isolated and uh, it, it's been a lifesaver. It is. And even your, for me- Your work has been a lifesaver. And thank you again for the scholarship. It's, it's a great gift. Yeah. Well, you know, even for me, I, I, it's, it's changed my life. And I'm the one who wrote the book and developed the program. It really has been life-changing on so many levels. Um, and I love the live monthly calls too, the fact that so members of my Rocksteady program, we get together once a month and we can share our insights, we can ask our questions. And I love the way different people ask different questions because sometimes it's like, oh, I wouldn't have worded it that way. But yeah, that makes sense to me. That's, an, that's It's just this mirroring of human experience. It was uh, the call on April the 2nd was astounding. You, when you said, don't make it about the tinnitus, it's about resistance. And that really hit home. And you said, it's about the relationship I have to myself. And, uh, you know, you, it took a lot of, of uh, chutzpah, as we say, to, to say, look, I need, I need, and uh, can I have a scholarship? And you were generous and your company is generous. And you said, yes, it's very unusual. Um, very unusual, uh, Joey. 
Yeah. Can I ask what have been, if you don't mind sharing, what have been some of the little aha moments or moments of grace when you've been engaged in the Rocksteady program and any of the modules? Can you share with the listeners perhaps any moments where you've thought, oh, I feel a step closer, not a step further in this moment? Um, I went through the whole program and, um, but I was flooding myself with many things. So I heard the, the, one of the most important things is you, you can do it in six months, you can do it in six weeks, in 12 weeks, or you can do it in six years. Mm-hmm. So that aha uh, took off a lot of the pressure to get, to get healed, there's that. Uh, a big, big, big aha, believe it or not, was uh, the body, is the body scan. Yeah. Um, it's very, uh, it just sneaks into me it, because the big aha is a place to put the resistance no matter what. And that each module is packed with tremendous amounts of um, tools, of um, writing, of, you know, cross-referenced through YouTube and through interviews have done other people and little by little it's not about the program it's me I wanted I was rapacious I wanted it done fast the hungry ghost I wanted to get it fast and but I also knew the, I know the whole time that I don't have to do that so it was almost like saying okay go through that level of the onion yeah go through that and then come back to one and coming so it's the cyclical nature I don't know if I'm making sense yeah, that, perfect sense um one isn't really one. One is six, and six is one. See, it's that the structure is deceptively simple, but the simplicity, the access, the accessibility, um, the big aha was basically how you just break things down with the resistance and name, having to name things. And um, when I finally put down my terminally uniqueness of tinnitus, let's say, and I started having the compassion for other people in my situation. That's when it clicked. Saying I'm not the only one, mm-hmm. you know, the self pity lifted, and I, you know, I don't, I don't want to admit it, but there's a lot of self pity attached to a lot of this. Yeah, you know, why, 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 why me? You know, I've been such a good human being. Why is this happening? Da, 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 why da. not me? Why not me? Why and, not me? And the notion of befriending this—that you know—that you also mentioned. I think not. Maybe in maybe in the one of the modules, I'm going to field, but you know how in some cultures, all these things can be a sign of uh, a great transformation for a greater good. I know it sounds spiritual, right? But, and how, you know, how you drive home always, it's a spiritual, emotional, physical, and you know, and I thought, my, she speaks so fast. Yeah, she's really, but, but it's really the passion in each module, the caring in each module, and um, the universality that I'm not alone. That I got from the beginning, from the beginning. I'm not alone anymore. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not to blame. Yeah. I'm not to blame. I didn't cause this. This happens. And it's not a terrible thing. Um, it was one thing that I wrote. Yeah, it's not, you know. Anyway, yeah. That's- I, I think it's, there can be such rich learning in the invitation to slow down and deeply listen to ourselves. Once we realize, I mean, I've been through the goose chase. I've been through the powerless hopeless, hopeless, all of that deep, dark stuff. And I think having those moments of grace, which can come from real darkness, can be that coming home to me, going, oh, the reason nobody else gets it is because this is me and my stuff. I can't expect someone to be teletransported into my inner world and suddenly get me. 
and all of my 38 years experience on the planet and how that's manifesting in my experience and really taking ownership over caretaking for that and tending to that rather than trying to to be outwardly with it all and I think those moments of grace and having the skills and tools which is really the backbone of Rocksteady to pause slow down listen and then ask that potent question of how can I support you in this moment that's been a great turning point. And I'll tell you what, it, it's helped me overcome uh, the sleep thing. Because, you know, with, with tinnitus and this, people will relate to it. Sometimes you hear it at five in the morning. I thought, what is this? And I used the healing hands. And said, you get through this. You just have, and that my body's okay. My body's just doing things to recalibrate or to find its balance. Or there's that. You also talk about hormones in your, in your program. And I didn't realize there are hormonal changes and the body changes because I'm of, a, of an age, it's a transition. Like when you're 15, you're changing. When you're you know, 55, it changes. No one's talked about that at all and addressed that. And that was a big click. It was like, okay. So little by little, um, yeah. but the, the healing hands at night, always, always, always. And I feel guilty when I don't do it. <laughs> you know, but, um, they, and you, you also, there's a, I think there's a, uh, an exercise that you talk about um, the elder talking to the younger person yeah. what wisdom. Have you tried that? Yes, yes, yes. And that brings me peace. And I know that there'll be a day that I'll look back on these days, these last, the last year and a half with, the, with this, this journey. And I'll say, I made it through this and I'm a better person for this. Um, yeah. Better in the sense that I don't give away my power, my agency to whether it's the medical profession, the banking profession, you know, the, the, whatever it's it, it ends and starts with me and it's not fantasy thinking it's very it's a very strong strong this this program is you know every like if people could learn at, you know in high school or middle school yeah well it, on a serious note i am taking what i'm learning here and what you're saying like for me this is political and now i'm deeply questioning how can i offer a supportive environment for my children. And I've got a seven month old and a two year old. So these are very little human beings. How can I offer them an environment where they're nurtured and supported to listen and trust themselves, to be so full of themselves that nobody else enters their being. They're, they're, not, they're not brainwashed or susceptible to fear mongering and manipulation. And therefore, they can be sovereign beings, kind, gentle, and compassionate to themselves, kind, gentle, and compassionate to others and the earth, and therefore have a completely different lived experience than what is considered normal these days. How can we bring these rock steady skills and tools into our infancy and help the brain develop these skills and tools straight up? No, and, and I'm remembering how you say that neuroplasticity happens in the now. And that I can, I can repair the past now. Yeah. And all whatever I'm carrying, whatever baggage I'm carrying, you, you talk about trauma in a very, very uh, intelligent way. And you're not marketing, you know, trauma. You're not on the marketing train for trauma or all these things. And I really appreciate that because you can get so confused. And by the, I know other people, by the time they get to your program, you know, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot of different things. And, and that makes, that's what makes me value your work more, yeah. all the more. Um, yeah, and I'm and I'm currently bringing the overcoming physical and emotional trauma conversation into the Roxetti community because so many people with with chronic vertigo, tinnitus, and dizziness actually will have 
a kind of overlooked or underlying trauma that that's kind of getting ignored, dismissed, invalidated because perhaps it doesn't fit with the regular acute trauma story. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, it impacts our neural pathways and those fighting, um, sorry, repeating patterns of fight, flight, freeze. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really important conversation. And my belief or like my dream for my children's generation is that we're no longer on this health kick, improve yourself, find a mentor, find a therapist, train. And that actually my children know that whatever they feel they're ready for, whatever they feel they can handle, whatever they feel they can process, they can willingly meet it. They can talk to themselves. They can trust their body and they don't need to go out to get that advice or that's, you know, there's a, there's a level of just deep knowing that the body is so wise that if they have an experience that they need to suppress to protect themselves in that moment, that that's perfect. And if 10 years later that suppressed emotion comes back for them to meet it and feel through it, that they're ready and they've got the skills and tools to be ready and to support themselves and that that conversation becomes the tabletop conversation. Um, Joey, the, the, the woman who got your program in July 2021 is not the same one who's sitting here today. Um, that is tremendous. And you're speaking of your, your boys and you have a brother and that module with your brother um, was really unbelievable. And your candor, your compassion, your, your vulnerability and his, his, his uh, example of strength, you know, that, that informed a lot. Of me. Not like, oh my God, I'm feeling guilty about feeling what I'm feeling, but saying the power of example, the power of what you're saying, there's tools that some people have innate and some people need to learn. And, uh, you know, I've been on this planet for quite a while and I'm learning this now with the work that I don't, you're doing for us. I don't think you're alone and I don't think you've wasted a day. And <laughs> I'm not sure if they're innate. Like I, I feel like we learn them naturally and innately if they're role modeled around us. But when I went to school and in my upbringing, it, the flavor of the ocean I was swimming in was being dismissed, being invalidated, being told, to pipe down, shut down, go. There was a lot of don't go there, don't feel that. Just be happy. Just be grateful, right? So the role modeling wasn't there. And then I treated myself that way. When I had real authentic experiences, I'd, oh, no, 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 no. Just be grateful. You've got food on the table and a roof over your head. Get over it, right? So that role modeling informed me. Then I had to unlearn that learn how to get real and honest with myself, Joey to Joey, tend to what I was sensing and feeling in the world with compassion and grace and kindness, rewrite some of those old beliefs and old neural patterns that were absolutely not serving me and making it very difficult for me to sustain deep, caring, loving relationships and, you know, have a, have a deeply affected life, to be touched, to be moved, to feel, you know, I could live a functional life that is numb and distracted and living in avoidance, right? I didn't want that. And that's the rock steady process. It's about saying, well, yeah, I could live like this. I could keep distracting myself and buying stuff. Or I could question why am I feeling this? How can I support this? Actually, not even the why am I feeling this? How can I support this? You know, you have an example in the book uh, of the, a man who was a therapist and meditation teacher and um, and he comes to a point in his life that he's having all these, he can't even function. And that's the thing. 
you can be a therapist, you can be quote a healer, you can be a spiritual person, and you still are totally closed down to your own body and your own soul. Or at least partly closed. And I think that right. is generally accepted as a societal norm. And there are a lot of very intelligent people out there with PhDs that don't know how to feel. A body scan for them is really a foreign concept because to pause and feel is uncomfortable, but to read and lecture is comfortable. And there's the part that you, there's a body scan that comes from, you know, whether it's Thich Nhat Hanh or John Kabat-Zinn, but it's about accepting, but you don't work with it. And that's a big part that you teach us. Yes. How to accept, not to manipulate, not to coerce, but to, that's where the neuroplasticity comes in saying. Yeah, the agency. The agency. And it's not about, I have to feel like a marshmallow or I have to, it's coming from my like you said in one, one of your calls, which I had to write down, it says somewhere inside of me, there's a lot of peace. Somewhere inside of me, there's a lot of love for something. There's peace for something. There's something, there's a lot of relief. Now, I can't, I can't fabricate that. That's coming from my own body, but I've never heard the promptings that I heard from, from your work. And it's not like you're, you know, you, you seem to be extraordinary in the sense that you don't, you could overpower people. There's the power of magnetism of personal charisma. Your, pro, your program is about me finding my own charisma, my own power, my own magnetism. Can I share a special moment with you that... Um, I hope I'm making sense. It was, um, thank you for that. And, and I want to share with you, there was a pretty difficult time in my life. I was leaving Melbourne, which was a big deal because I'd lived there for 12 years and done all my studies and just been in the hoopla of living in a city. And I was choosing to come home, live by the beachside, quieten down. And I didn't have a partner yet, but I was preparing for that next phase of my life of marriage and children. And this was all pre-developing um, Rocksteady. But I, I had a moment where I just realized, wow, I've been trained at university to have power over my patients. I've literally had that role modeling. And it's like, I can tell you what your hearing loss is. I can tell you what you need for your ears and your hearing aids and your programming. And there's this kind of lip service of ask the client what they need or ask them how they are, but it's not deep listening and it's not true client-led healing or there's no healing mentioned at all. It's just devices really and tests. So I came to this place of going, well, this just doesn't sit well with me. If I'm honest, I've just spent 12 years studying and from an ethical cultural point of view, I don't fit there. So I had to navigate my own workplace where I could actually feel my soul was singing. And the aha moment I wanna share with you was when I realized, and it was like this weight off my shoulders. I realized, wow, I know nothing and I can't heal or fix anybody, but I know how to guide them to do that themselves. That's my gift. I can give them the power and go take it because it's not mine. And just the liberty I felt in recognizing that I knew nothing, but in the knowing nothing, that was actually a gift to give. That's it. It's not magical thinking. It's not like, okay, I'm just going to do affirmations or because Joey's telling me that I have the power. There's something with a lot of patience. It's like growing, growing a new garden. Yeah. It's always been there. It's always been there. Yeah. The pulse I just took, I mean, before I was like, I, I uh, had a long day. And uh, it's rare, but I, I was in the water and I could hear my body. I was like, okay, this is good. I hear my heart. I don't hear the things. Wow, isn't that amazing? That was neuroplasticity there. I didn't hear what I was normally vigilant to hear. And I'm learning that, I'm, I'm learning it through your work. It's, yeah. it's, it's really 
helpful. <laughs> I, I love the garden analogy and it's not all about flowers and it's not all about blooming and blossoming. I mean, just even recently I've had to collect caterpillars that were destroying a native tree that was important to us because we planted that bottle bush tree on my oldest son's placenta. And so we were all feeling a bit of a heart pang as the tree was dying and then we figured out it was caterpillars. And then, And it just reminded me that, you know, some bits in life are icky and that the whole process of how, well, maybe something needs to die for another thing to live. Um, and we have a, a beautiful bush property down the coast where there are introduced deer, they're pests, they're not native. And of course the deer can be prolific because we don't have a hunting culture in Australia. And you're not allowed to own a gun unless you go through pretty rigorous training and get a license and for a specific reason. And um, the deer can completely devastate and destroy our waterways and our native flora and fauna. And it's that whole thing of, gosh, they're stunning, beautiful creatures. Not one part of me would want to kill that, but they have to go in order to protect an ecosystem. And, and the reason I bring that up is because this is what's happening inside of us. If we're the garden, we've got pests and we've got things that need to go in order for other parts of us to blossom and to grow. And so there's this, I guess, new appreciation of the cycle and the ecosystem and ecology within us that we don't have to grasp, sorry, grasp and cling onto everything. Some bits we can face and meet and just honour and acknowledge that they're there. But as we let them go or as we move through that, something that we create space for something else that we can participate in and choose. We can choose what we plant. And what you're saying is that I can let go within a community. And I'm not there all, I mean, I'm not on the Facebook and I'm not that much, but I now I know that there's a, a bunch of like-minded sufferers on the human planet or or I, not even idealists, but people who want to, who want to say yes to life, who want to say yes to my own sovereignty, as you said. And, um, and I, can, I can work it out there as well. And what's working? What's, what's working in my body, right? I've lost it. I had, I had this great thing to say and I forgot. Damn. I was just going to say something very profound and I lost it'll, it. It'll come back to you if it needs to. But the other thing coming back to the garden, which is why it's such a great analogy, is I recently learned that weeds come through because they're, they're the first things to break the soil and so when the soil is sick or damaged the weeds that come through help bring it back to life and help bring back the all the microbes and the insects or the worms or the nutrients and and they might break up tough soil with their roots and so the weeds are coming through in order to let the next thing like to bring the health back to the soil so the next thing that we choose to plant can have a better chance and so it's really brought this new appreciation of weeds and now when I look at weeds when I'm out in the garden or down the street I think thank you because you're, you're bringing life back to the soil whereas I think the old Joey would have just been like oh I should get rid of that that shouldn't be there because I've been told it's a weed which is the whole external metric that's disconnected from the whole from the ecology from everything plays a part what's what's amazing about this work that I found during, you know, probably a real weeds fear. I think of fear when I think of weeds. And, you know, there's a lot of fear mongering going on in the world. As you said in your last call, there's a lot going on. There's a the gift of fear is everywhere, everywhere. It's contagious. And you never, ever track, uh, how do you say it in English? You never, um, you never berate the medical model. The medical model has its place. 
but there's a place where the medical model falls off a cliff. Um, one of the, and I'll mention it because maybe some people can relate. I was a caregiver or a care partner for my, my partner who passed away of cancer. And uh, I took care of her for um, 10 years. And then my mom passed. That's part of what brought me to this like breakdown meltdown. And there's a point where medical, the medical profession says, uh, uh, we, the test trials don't work. There's nothing we can do. Um, that's where this work is such a bomb and such, it's, it's bringing the weeds and saying there's soil here. Even if you are on your last, even if, you're, if the chemo is not working, you're gonna live till you don't. So how can you live? with that how can you live those next three months or those three weeks how can you and it's a dramatic example but bringing it back to something as innocuous and as you've taught me it's not harmless at all as tinnitus for god's sake if i can bring that message first to myself and maybe share it with someone else it's suffering in, in many different i mean it's amazing and i never i never um it's a anyway i think you, you get my point it's quite amazing to know that we have a place that we can have agency and not destroy the existing pre-existing systems, but we can go beyond them and change the standard and the standard that you're helping me have in my life. I can only say, I'll tell you one thing. I couldn't even really even lift my head and go out. And last week I had a, a job as an interpreter in the criminal system in the city of New York. I decided not to do it because my body was telling me, you don't need to be here. But I went because of the strength that I've gotten from precisely looking at those weeds and saying, hey, weeds, you're here for some reason. Or here to this, you're here for a reason. Or here not quite right, you're here for a reason. Or here depression, or, or someone might have depression or insomnia or the PPV thing. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? It's, um, it's amazing. Learning, and you're learning to operate within the whole ecology and ecosystem that is Beatriz, instead of focusing just on one tiny part of you that might be deeply uncomfortable in that moment. But it's just a part. And there's all these other parts of you to hold that and bring that with you. And I think once that part of us doesn't need to kick and scream anymore, it quietens. It's, it's, it's no big deal. And it can take time to arrive at that quieter place. That quieter place is one that I think I took for granted a lot of my, my life before. And now um, I have to let go of trying to put those that fabric back together and just say, well, maybe we'll see how it goes. You know, I never know what kind of Beatrice is going to wake up. And I miss that. However, I know that it's about making a new neuro, neuro, you know, neuroplasticity, neuroplastic tapestry. Yeah, yeah. I might finish with one last piece that I'll share with you. And then I'm going to ask you to offer Beatrice words of wisdom and advice. But that. Okay. What I wanted to share was, um, I feel like my piece has arrived. There's a common element. There's a thread. There's a pattern. So, for example, anxiety and panic attacks. The minute I felt through that and really met it with curiosity and groundedness, something in me went, hmm, I don't mind if that comes back again. It really is no big deal. Panic attack, yeah. Kind of interesting. I'd read about it in books, feeling it. Something in me just really went, hmm. If it comes back, I don't mind. It never came back. And then same with the tinnitus. Once I got to this place of going, hmm, really doesn't bother me if it comes back. I'm neither here nor there. I'm not loaded. I don't need it to be anywhere. Just, I'm okay. It never came back. Well, it didn't, you know, unless it was like a, a, an environmental, like it lightened, it disappeared. Um, 
And I feel like there was another example. I think it was the suicidal thoughts. Once I sort of started to realize that there's a richness here. When I go to this place that just wants out and I meet myself with a deeper self-love, self-appreciation, self-awareness, when that dark, when, when I really meet that darkness with my heart and with my wholeheartedness, there's a nourishment there that strengthens me. So it's almost like I don't mind if it happens again. Whereas the old Joey would be guilted or shaming. I shouldn't be there. I should know better. You know, why me? There's none of that anymore. It's shifted. The, the, the dynamic shifted and my need for some kind of outcome or agenda is really neutralized. And so I just wanted to plant that <laughs> seed that, 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 that can be holding it lightly, being present with our heart, being a part of a whole. I think that's really been some common elements in our conversation. And thank you so much for bringing your authenticity. Can you think of a little piece of wisdom or encouragement you might offer Beatriz a year or two ago, something that she really needs to hear and that you now know you can offer her? That's quite a question. Um... something about sitting still, sitting still with, with uh, the pain and the, the tantrum. Have the tantrum, I'm here for you. Beautiful. Have the tantrum, I'm here for you. And take as long as you need to, I'll never leave you. That's a good one. Never leave you. And just take as long as you can, push, kick, scream, I'm here. Um, it's a lot, but I'm here. <laughs> oh, I love that. And you know what? That is literally, you've taken the words out of my mouth of, mouth of what I have been saying to my two-year-old this week. <laughs> and as a parent, sometimes it's like, I don't know if I'm doing this right, you know? And and I have been reflecting on what that my, my lived human two-year-old son might be reflecting in my inner two-year-old. And whether I'm telling myself that enough, Joey, I'm here for you. Kick and scream, it's okay. And there's not just one two-year-old inside. There's a lot of them, different ones. Yeah. And uh, they want to have fun, but they, you know, they've been neglected because I haven't been listening. I haven't, I haven't been listening. Yeah, and often we weren't taught how this, this. So my my wish for you, Beatriz, is that your recognition of your wholeness and your wisdom here and now is effortless and that those parts of you that felt powerless helpless hopeless lost that those parts of you are held in your heart with kindness with acceptance and with belonging and i hope you realize and absolutely Real gratitude. I just, I'm, I'm thrilled beyond beyond words and beyond expression. Your your kindness and your generosity and your love for for this community and for your work and, and the love you're giving me in this message right now. Yeah. I'm very humbled. What a lucky what a lucky uh, person I am to have met you and to have me, to meet you through your work. I feel humbled too. I really feel grateful you gave us your time. Thank you for gifting us your life force in this conversation. To be continued, we have to pay it forward. That's what you're doing. 
you're paying it forward. Yeah. So on that note, I'm Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. If you feel like you want to join our community, join our monthly calls to learn how to implement neuroplasticity step-by-step in daily life and to really be the best version of you, the best mother, the best partner, the best human you can be, despite what the world's throwing at you. If you feel like you want to clear the confusion and clear the gunk of what other people are putting into your body and your life force and it's time to get real and get clear on your truth, the Rocksteady process really is that journey. It is so much more than overcoming symptoms. However, a lot of our community understands you if you have chronic tinnitus, chronic dizziness, chronic vertigo, depression, anxiety, all of these um, very common elements in our community this is the place to heal. So you're very welcome. Visit seekingbalance.com.au to learn more. Beatriz, thank you so much. Buenas noches, Joey. I can't wait till you get uh, all this stuff translated. If I can ever help you with that, I'd be more than happy to. Thank you so much.